0: Hello and welcome back to Pricing Questions, the podcast of FC Rebel Salzburg. And yes, it has been a while since um, we had our last episode, but um, it is a major comeback, I would say. It is Enoch Mwebu here on the show and he's, well, the one player I was looking forward to getting on the podcast. It took a while, but here he is. Thanks for coming, Enoch.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: How are you doing by the way, we're, we're sitting here in the stadium looking out, um, there is a little bit of snow and it's the middle of April. It's not quite the Zambian weather today, <laughs> is it?
1: Of course not, <laughs> it's a good weather I think for me, um, I'm used to it now. I love the snow when it's dropping out, so I think I'm enjoying it. You're
0: enjoying it because yeah. you came here obviously a little bit more than three years ago and what did it take you to maybe adapt to the, to the Austrian conditions? Was it, was it hard for you ever? Or since you had Patson on here, maybe it was a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, of course, when I came to Salzburg, uh, that time uh, it was summer. So I got like, oh, the weather is really good. I didn't actually know how snow is and all that because that time was summer. So it was easy for me to actually adapt on that time. But when I came... Uh, in winter oh my god the weather was crazy it was crazy cold and uh, yeah but I think for me it wasn't uh, yeah it was a a, a little bit difficult at the first but I get uh, used to it uh, because I used to like warm my boots warm my uh, hand shoes when I was training and every time I'm from training just straight in my blanket in my blanket so I think it was it
0: was cool. It was cool. Have you ever seen snow or cold weather before, or did did you ever leave Africa until the point you came here?
1: No, when I came to Austria, I think that was my first time. So I never saw snow, and uh, yeah, it was nice to see it for the first time. I was really happy.
0: One one thing that obviously comes to mind. And that's the first question I have to ask, obviously, because um, it is um, the one name that uh, you're called not only in Zambia, but also here. And when when you go through the Facebook comments, all the people call you the name of computer. Where does that come from? (laughs) Who who came up with the computer?
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of people ask me about the name. So this name, the computer, actually came when I was actually a kid in Zambia. Uh, My friend's uh, coach is the one who named me the computer because... Uh, I was really too good when it comes to dribbling and skills. I was the first player to record if there is any skills or, you know, like if they say we, you have to dribble or play one against one, they would always call me. So the coach used to say, this guy is really good, you know, he's got some good skills and he can dribble, he can do anything. So we're going to name him the computer and that's how it came up and I'm really surprised how it has actually even reached this far. So <laughs> I'm really mm-hmm. really happy guy to to be named the computer.
0: So you, so you understand and process the whole situation a little bit quicker than anyone else and that's that, that's why I called the computer yeah, exactly, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's one funny story and we um, published it last week on um, the Red Bulletin, so if you haven't had a read, give it a good read because it's a friendship story about Patson and you. Oh, yeah. And um, there was also I think the first section where there is a, sh- a short description of the time when you first met and you came to this tournament, right? I- I- explain the whole situation to me because it's not quite obvious for me and maybe also not to the listeners so there's yeah. a there's a big tournament where all the talents of each year of of the Zambian youth players c- come okay. together and then yep. you get chosen for the national team or how does it work
1: uh, so for this tournament uh, how it was done by then that was like i think that was in 2013 back then some 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 years ago <laughs> some <laughs> seven, you were six seven years
0: 12 13 like mm. something like
1: that uh phew. I remember very well, I think that was the time I was doing my grade twelve, uh, my last year in secondary school. I think some, I think seventeen. I think. Oh, that late. Yeah, okay. Yeah, seventeen years, I think. Mm. But it was in twenty thirteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I remember very well. So how this tournament was done? That uh, they came up uh, uh, with uh, the air rising stars, where they used to like. Uh, scout the players in zambia and uh, so they would like go to to a lot of provinces in, in 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 the in our country zambia just to search for players around the around the country so they came up uh, to to like find the final selection about uh, about a uh, hundred players or so So, and then we we gathered in this tournament just to participate Who who going to make it in the national team uh, squad. They only wanted only 20 players actually. So, we had this tournament, like almost every player came from different provinces just to compete in this tournament. And I was happy that uh, I was picked, uh, of course, for this tournament among the 20 guys. So that shows how the computer really worked that day. <laughs> how the computer really <laughs> exactly. worked. So me and Patson, Patson came from the Lusaka province and I came from the Copper Belt. We didn't actually know each other by then.
0: But and it's it's the, the towns are next to each other, right? The
1: towns are quite far from each other. Okay. So yeah, we had to drive to the capital where Patson mm. came from. Yes, so that's where the tournament was, uh, was held on. And after that, Patson was selected as the as the captain actually so you know when you just meet for, for the first time you don't actually like know each other very well but as we started camping together staying together that's when we got to know mm-hmm. each other with Patson.
0: Is it quite common that each and every player gets um, his own nickname you're the computer he's Papa I- is, there, <laughs> is there any other names for the other players in a national team or is it just the both of you?
1: Uh, I think it's uh it's just something that uh, you would really want yourself for uh, if you are good they definitely they can nickname you something or if you already had a name then they can just pick it up from that from there you know so there are some players who have a nickname and there are some players who actually don't have that's how it is
0: i i understand um but let's go right back to the beginning because it's i think quite a complicated story and um you need to make a little bit of sense because um i didn't quite figure out how everything worked out for you you were born in lusaka that's the capital town Uh,
1: yes so lusaka is the capital town and i'm born in the copper belt
0: you could born in the copper belt I'm or not? born in
1: the copper belt. Yeah, I found myself in Lusaka because of the same uh, tournament we played there at the Rising mm-hmm. Stars. Actually, that was my first time to go to Lusaka.
0: Okay, so you haven't been to the to the so capital until by that then age.
1: By then, by that age, I wasn't in the capital, and I was looking forward to go to the capital. So when I had this opportunity, because of the at Rising Stars, I went to the capital, and uh, from there, that's how I. Started even playing to Cafuza because it's just uh, forty-five minutes from from Lusaka.
0: So that's a, a, a town slightly south of Lusaka. Exactly. And that's where you both played. Exactly. Um, your father was working in a copper in the in the copper in industry. The is copper that what? Right? <laughs> in the copper belt. So so there's obviously it's called copper belt because there's a lot of copper. Yes, so they produce they, a lot of copper there. So, so so they get it from the planet Earth and then they produce
1: whatever Uh, so this copper belt is actually an area of four of mines and these mines they produce copper so my dad was one of the workers working there um and then yeah so it's quite different from from Lusaka the capital uh copper belt is mainly mostly of the mines like I said and then Lusaka is mostly like almost all the things of the state, of the countries, done that side. So that's quite the, the difference between between the two. But I was born in the Copper Belt, and uh, person was born in uh, in Lusaka.
0: But he also grew up in the Copper Belt, right?
1: Uh, no, he didn't grow up in the Copper Belt. He, he grew up in Lusaka, and then once he finished school and all this kind of stuff, then he traveled to the mm-hmm. Copper Belt after he joined uh, Changa Rangers. Okay. And then for me, I moved to Lusaka because I joined Esoteric. Celtic.
0: Mm, yeah. Okay, understand. And then Patson got scouted and, and, and came here and you followed half a year later. How much lobbying did he have to do to get you here?
1: <laughs> yeah, so most of the time, uh, Patson always is scouted first and then, uh, and then I follow up. I don't know how it's like that. So, like I said, Patson was... Uh, was uh, was born in uh, lusaka and he was playing for Kafue celtic before he went to the copper belt so for me when i was going to the to lusaka he was coming to the copper belt mm. you understand so when i when he moved from copper belt and changa rangers to he went to another team in the copper belt, power power dynamos then I moved from Saka and then I came to join Power Dynamo. So it's like Patson when he goes to another team, I always follow it up. So when he came to, when he was scouted there in Austria, and then Mr. D had to tell the scouts for Salzburg that you can also have a look at, uh, at the computer, he's also a good player that can actually uh, benefit and uh, can come to the club and uh, and make an impact the club. So that's how they also started uh, scouting me and they liked me, and that's how I followed up.
0: So you came here and you shared a room, right, in the Red Bull Academy? Yeah. yeah. You, you shared a room for half a year at least, even longer, I think. What kind of time was that and how would you describe your memories um, when you were living there? It's, it's quite... Dense, you know, yeah. little rooms, two players for each room, you two together. What was it like?
1: Well, when I came, it was uh, it was nice looking at the, the facilities. I was impressed, actually. <laughs> I was like, wow, I've never seen something beautiful like this. So for me, it wasn't... Uh, at first, it was just like, wow, this is beautiful. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I hope I have a good time to to settle, to enjoy everything. And good that person was there, so he made everything be easy for me, actually. So being in one room, we actually like talked a lot of stories in Zambia, what you have been through for us to, to reach that far, you know. And yeah, we just kept on yeah, encouraging one another to push more, work more. And then so that we can actually, our aim was to join the, the professional team by then. You know, so we actually like talked about a lot of stuff to to improve our careers. And uh, yeah, I'm just thankful for him that he helped me settle very quickly.
0: The under-20 victory of the Africa Cup, was it before you, you came to Salzburg or shortly after?
1: Uh, it happened before I came to mm. Salzburg.
0: But that made you stars, obviously, because uh, Zambia has, until this point, never won any major trophy.
1: Right? Uh yeah, uh, Zambia actually the under twenty never won hmm. any major trophy. So the 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 Korsafa tournament was in December, and then that person I think was here already. He hmm. was here in Austria, so he just came to 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 play to join us. While we were in uh, in South Africa playing this tournament, so we won this tournament, and then he came back to uh, back here in Salzburg. And then for us, we started preparing for the Africa Cup tournament, and actually mm. I had no idea that I'm gonna even come to to South mm. Africa. So after we played the the I mean the the Africa Cup, that's when they they, they scouted me, and uh, I came for some trials also here mm. in South Africa.
0: When you won the tournament in South Africa, yeah. which teams did you beat along the way? Because clearly you you haven't been favourites to win it, but you still won it. It must must have been a major achievement. You weren't expecting it, though.
1: Yeah, like when we played the KOSAFA, we, we are not expecting to win it, but we had really a good team uh, because this team from the under-17 and then graduated in the under-20, we really had some great games. We won a lot. So some teams didn't uh, see us to win this KOSAFA tournament, but uh, we pushed ourselves until we won. We We played the team like Mozambique, Congo um namibia and then we beat south africa the worst in the final mm-hmm. yeah so it was a it was a great tournament to prepare ourselves for the under 20 africa Cup that we hosted mm-hmm. and won actually in zambia so it was a very good preparation
0: so i guess that was at the very moment the whole hype broke out because we, we feel it every time we look on social media that the whole of zambia is behind you even though you you're here in Salzburg, many thousand miles away from from your home uh, country they are still and every time with you uh, that's obviously very enjoyable to see but then also um what does that change for you as a person i, I guess you were you came pretty much from a nobody to a somebody mm-hmm. and we know these scenes from from african streets when the footballers come home from europe yeah. and they get surrounded by hundreds of children is it like that when you when you come home to sambia
1: yeah it is like that Uh, you know in africa they really treasure so much about food but they are so passionate they love it and uh, after we we played this tournament it's really hyped uh, every every player who participated in that tournament myself patson and the the other guys the, the 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 people really gave us a good support we actually didn't even know that we would be supported like that. Our first game, when we were going to the stadium, we were like, oh guys, let's just, let's see how everything will be. And then once we reached the stadium, oh, everybody was like really shocked in the bus. We were like, look at the people around you guys, this is serious. <laughs> so that, that raised us uh, to, to actually know what this tournament means us and we just talked to to ourselves say let's fight for the people let's play for the people and we gave everything in that in that tournament we won all the games and uh, it was amazing to see how the stadium was packed how people were cheating for us even if they even if they score us first but this they the way they supported us was amazing and that would give us more confidence to go on and on until we win the game so that really helped us and uh, that's why you see them supporting us every time on social media. Even if we don't have, uh, we didn't, maybe we didn't play better, but they still support us because they know what we can and uh, what we can do on a, on a good day. Mm.
0: I think also the difference maybe to other African countries is that if you look to Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Cameroon, they all had players in previous generations as well. It's not their first time on the mm-hmm. big stage, but for you two to come here, play in the Champions League, it's pretty much, except for, let's say, Chris Katongo, yeah. these 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 older legends, you're breaking boundaries for Zambian football and maybe that gives you the little bit extra for the first time the Zambian people get the feeling that someone out of their country can make it to the big time. Would you, would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree 100% on that because we have, in Zambia, we have never had uh, such kind of players who have uh, really gone that far in the Champions League, won major tournaments, you know, someone we can say, okay, we had player who played in Arsenal or or Real Madrid or Liverpool, or any in the top leagues, we never had such kind of players. And now that the 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 whole country can see, on Daga can see you know, play playing the Champions League, it's something that they are really proud of. That's why you see the president also uh, uh, wrote something on social media just to congratulate us. Is to see how everybody is really happy of our of our performance and uh, what we are making uh, the country proud. So. It's something that really uh, motivates us each and every day, knowing mm. that we have a lot of young guys coming up who we need to inspire and and we have to keep going like this.
0: That's actually the next question, because um, when you take into consideration you're breaking boundaries for Zambian yeah. football, the population is rapidly growing. Yes. Um, there is football basically everywhere. Facilities are getting better. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Maybe you're the first ones, but there are many more to follow. Also, because I know for a fact, uh, Patson told me that, that <laughs> training in Zambia is much harder than here, of apparently. <laughs> is it? What, what is training like in Zambia? Um, give, give, give me a, t- a typical description of a Zambian football training. How, <laughs> how long does it last and how does it look like?
1: Uh, okay, I think uh, yeah, training in Zambia is, is really hard, but not as hard as, uh, as you can imagine it it's just something that you 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 have to they the coaches prepare you to be adequate to be fit and uh, to be strong you know and in the way they that they do that is that you run a lot you have to sprint a lot and you have to like work more hours than of course the, the, more than we do here you know so uh, the only thing that I've seen that Africans we don't do better is is the things that you're supposed to do in pre-season. Like, you know, like training has to be adequate, has to be intense. We do it normally, even if there are games, you know, like each and every week. So, gets, so you're tired so, in the so games as well. Like you get mm. tired that much in the games because a, during the week you train so hard, you work so hard. So you have no that time to rest in, you know, mm. for and prepare very well for the games. So that's the only thing that yeah, we say training in Africa is really hard because you have to like run a road from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You are just running and then, you know, mm. like that. But I would say it's not that. So not it's that
0: very, hard. very physical. It's very physical. not so much much technical, I guess.
1: Not so much technical, but they just go physically and yeah, they just want to win. That's the most important thing for them so hmm. you have to be physical fit for you to to play
0: <laughs> before we come to the second part of the podcast i want to switch it up a bit because okay. i have prepared uh, some quick fire questions i think actually they are the 11 11 uh, no, questions I, for you so okay. how it works is i um, read a sentence but it's only half sentence and you have to finish the sentence off okay okay but be quick not <laughs> not not too much thinking um <laughs> I say that, say the thing that, that first comes to mind. Maybe it's it's uh, also getting funny. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is I
1: am. <laughs> um
0: I play as
1: a midfielder for Red Southport.
0: Is it more attacking? Is it more defensive? We we have seen both of you. What do you enjoy more? This season, especially. Jesse has trusted you to play a more um attacking role. Attacking role, yeah. In previous seasons, it was more attacking. It was even you even played, I think, uh, center half center against half, Chelsea, yeah, Real, Madrid. Real Madrid.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, I enjoy both. Uh, I love to attack. I love to defend. Uh, so when I'm when I'm put as a uh, in an attacking role, I have to push more forward, play more forward. So. Yeah, and if I play defending, so I know that I have a big role to to help the team to defend. So both for me are, are okay.
0: All right, next one. I proudly represent...
1: Red Bull Salzburg and my country, Zambia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the one thing uh, about Salzburg that I like the most is...
1: The people, very
0: nice. The thing about Zambia I miss the most is food food what was what <laughs> food exactly what do you enjoy most uh, shima shima yes. Ex- Describe it to me because i don't know a thing about shima
1: <sighs> it's difficult to describe how you make uh shima but it's like the way they make um it's like custard something you know from from mains so we we cook shima from mains we roast it and then had <laughs> it's difficult actually to explain it you know but uh but it's, it's, it's really nice.
0: It's, re- it's really yeah, nice. Everyone I'm, should try it if you haven't had it. Yeah. I didn't have it, so I, I'm, I'm supposed to try yeah, it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just to describe, it's actually a little bit difficult. <laughs> um,
0: outside the football pitch, my biggest talent is... Are you a good singer? <laughs> no. Good dancer? No. A good chess player?
1: Actually, a journalist. All right, yeah, yeah. In t- school, t- in Tell school, me more. Tell me more. In school, I actually wanted to be a journalist, uh, and then, and then, yeah, God just, yeah, God uh, gave me this talent, so I just went for football. But otherwise, without football, I'd have been a journalist.
0: That, that would have been the next question, by the way, if I wasn't, uh If I wasn't to be a footballer, I would be a journalist. I would be a journalist. Which which kind of topic would you? Politics. Politics. Not even not even sports. Not even sports. Politics. Politics. All right. (laughs) That's that's a surprise. Let's talk about (laughs) politics later. But um, I have to finish my segment here. Yeah. Um, I dedicate my success to.
1: My family.
0: When I finish my career. I want to have achieved
1: winning the Champions League.
0: Winning the Champions League. Well, that's that's a number, that's a number and a half. I really have to say. And the last one when I leave this planet, I want to be remembered as
1: someone who was kind.
0: And that's it well that's good because um you you delivered me a lot of topics here you said you you wanted about you wanted to be um a journalist writing talking mm. about um politics would you see yourself more as a as a writer for a newspaper as a presenter on the television on the radio what, what would <laughs> would have been the Yanok muepo show where would it, would we have seen it
1: <laughs> yeah you'd have seen it of course in uh, in zambia um, there are so many shows that, uh, I, I love to watch, uh, Steve Heavy actually is my inspiration. I use, I most of the time watch him and he's... Who, who is that? Uh, Steve Heavy. Steve Heavy? Yeah, in America. This guy is, uh, uh, you don't know, is this comedian guy?
0: Steve Heavy. Let me Google yeah, Steve have Heavy. Yeah, Google But, him. but he's, meanwhile, he's, tell he's me about com- him.
1: He's a comedian and, uh. He's a T V presenter, so he's my inspiration and I love his shows so he really inspires me. Right? Oh that's him. Yeah.
0: I, I know, him. Yeah, know him, yeah, of course. Yeah. Steve Harvey, yeah, yeah. That guy. Of course, yeah. Family yeah. Feud and, and this. Feud mm. and
1: all that, yeah. I love I love his shows, so I would have loved to be like him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's he's a good guy, yeah. He's a good guy. You so also um, struck me with your answer that you that you dedicate your success to your family? Well, not quite an unusual answer. Many people would say that. When I wrote that question, I thought mm-hmm. you would say, I dedicate my success to God, but he didn't <laughs> say it. Why did you go for the family in that uh, case?
1: So I went for my family because um, they have been my inspiration and all my success I dedicate to them because they have been there for me. Of course my God has been there for me but my family looking at where we came from we never they never had hope that they can be who they are today and they can have anybody in the family who can make them proud who can make them be recognized you know so looking at me today and uh, being in such a family it really uh, empowered me to work to work extra hard for them so that uh, they can see uh, bright days in the dark days mm. you know it was difficult for me actually to to see how we used to live back then you know but now today I'm I'm a happy man because my my, my, my family they are really proud of, of me
0: do you have a big family how, yeah. how many siblings
1: i have a big family i have uh, 7 Seven siblings. Yeah, I have three brothers and uh, three sisters. So we,
0: we know about one brother, that's Francisco. Oh, yeah, that's he's Francisco. playing for Sturm Graz. Yes. What, what about the other ones, also talented footballers?
1: Yes, there's uh, there one young uh, uh, Nyantuka. He's, he's uh, Lobson as well. He's very talented. Hopefully one day you, he will definitely come to, to Red Bull Salzburg one day. <laughs> I would push him. <laughs> push, him, <yeah. laughs> I'll push him and then the other guy is not into football he's just into engineering and stuff so mm. that so yeah. okay
0: so so we go straight over to the scouts after we um <laughs> we, well, we, finish we finish the episode and and, then and we, write him on the list right? exactly okay I'm we, we just past. do that <laughs> you're also a, a faithful man we know yes. that obviously um was that ingrained into you by your family? Was it more or less carried over to the next generation? Or did you found God by yourself?
1: What would you say? Uh, my family actually, they are a faithful family. So uh, actually my dad used to preach in, in the church. So everybody would, used to go to the church and uh, we would see how everybody, the kids, and how they just used to raise us in a Christian way. So that's how I raised my faith in God. I believed and trusted my God, and all this time I've believed and I've trusted that uh, without God in life, then there's no purpose of living. So my faith is based on on that. Actually, mm. yeah.
0: That is Anglican. An uh, Anglican church. Okay.
1: Evangelical church. Um,
0: you also got married in winter. Um, there were a lot of uh, pictures go, going around, and I think you got three days extra of holiday to stay stay with I your think wife.
1: More than three days,
0: <laughs> actually more than three. I want, I wanted to play it down, you know, but um, yeah. you married at, at least by your middle Euro- European uh, presumption very early. Yes. Um, what did it? Um, what What did give you the the ignition to say, okay, it's it's the, the right time. How long do you know your wife, by the way? You go back a long time, right?
1: Uh, not really. So I met my, my wife in 2018. Mm. Uh, so it's been three years and a half. So, yeah, it's quite a long.
0: How, how did you manage to uh, keep a relationship going even though you're so far apart? Um, At least that's, geographically. That's a good
1: question, actually. Um, I did that because... I'm a faithful man, like I said, so for me what I do, everything everything I do, I always pray about it and I always ask my God to lead me in a good direction. So um, actually before I met my wife, I was in a relationship, so we broke up with uh, my, my ex-girlfriend and then I was asking my God where am I going to find the true woman who's going to fulfill my needs and my wants, you know. So I was praying about it, and uh, God just showed me to this beautiful woman, and uh, we started talking like that. And so I would say it's it's just God's will that I met her, and and we made everything possible. And then yeah, it, that's why it didn't actually even take long for me to to make a, a right decision because mm. I know it came from from God.
0: Okay, you you got married, and um, the whole celebration took part at the victoria falls was it right uh, so that's the most beautiful part of of sambia
1: yes uh that was done. That, that was my engagement actually mm-hmm. my engagement uh i planned a, a very good place in in the Beanstone, a very nice place for tourists actually so i'd love you to come to Zambia and and see some <laughs> some beautiful falls and animals that side. Mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah, I prepared everything that side, mm-hmm. and then my wedding was in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Also, was was really beautiful.
0: It's really beautiful. Yeah, it, are there any plans to maybe bringing her over to I'm Austria?
1: actually uh, pushing for the visa for her, though mm-hmm. it's quite a little bit complicated because mm-hmm. the uh, the authorities need a lot of a lot of things. So she has to submit these papers, these documents, and then she will definitely come over.
0: So that's, that would push Patson a little bit to the side, wouldn't it? I'm, think, I'm
1: thinking all that, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's a, f- a funny thing, especially when when I thought about maybe your future, and we can also talk openly about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't be here in Salzburg forever because no player ever is, really. Yeah. Uh, so you won't search for a new challenge, maybe this summer, maybe the winter mm-hmm. afterwards, maybe the summer afterwards. We don't know quite yeah. yet. But there is a real chance that you and Patson will not be on the same team. That that will be a completely different life, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. Have Have
0: you taken that into consideration? And
1: um, I, I I think I see that coming. <laughs> see that coming. I see that coming. Yes. Uh, I think we have uh, we have been with Patson for a long time, and uh, the most important is how you begin. So we have actually encouraged one another to become better players, to be disciplined and focus more on achieving and on becoming great. And, uh, of course, uh, working extra hard. So we have helped each other to grow in that manner. And I think it's just right time that we, we see ourselves in a different, in a different team. We were actually talking about that. I would love to play against you so that, uh, I can. Uh, <laughs> sorry to say this, but I can kick your ass off. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I, I I say that not only in training, but not also not only in competition. In training, but also in competition, you know. But so hopefully, hopefully we see what happens in the mm. in the future. Yeah. But if it happens that uh, we go again to another club, because you never know what happens, mm. would be would be a good thing also. But mm. again, if if I move to another club, he moves to another club. Everything everything can happen, I appreciate Anything can happen, absolutely.
0: And also in that regard, maybe when we when we talk about um furthering your career, at some point that there, there comes a stage where you say, Okay, maybe I have to take the next step and you said you you will have um maybe not regrets, but you want to really challenge for the Champions League and, and, mm-hmm. and all that in your career. Um what would you say when you look back at the last three years here in Salzburg? Mm-hmm. At the end of Mwebu, that came at a young age and that seasoned over three years and now looks at him. What are the main differences? What did you learn here in Salzburg, and how much of the development is due to the trainers, the facilities, and everything here? How much did Salzburg give you, basically? Is the question.
1: I think Salzburg has given me everything as a professional player. Um, I came here as a young as a young player who knew nothing about professional football, how it's done, and how you train, how you eat, you know, how to keep yourself as a professional player. So wh- when I came here, I started learning a lot of things in training and away from football, actually. So Salzburg has given me everything that, uh, that a professional player needs. And when I make a huge step going forward, I'll still remember this this place. It's my home, and I'll really treasure it all. My 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 career.
0: Mm, everything is so perfectly set up. So, would you maybe in that regard also say that for a young player that is about to make his first step into professional football, Salzburg is the place to go?
1: I would I would say that definitely, because the facilities are, are great. The people around are there to encourage you. So I would really advise everyone that Salzburg is the best place to go in for young players. Mm.
0: One thing I have to say, and um, even though we don't know where you will move and when you will do it, Mm -hmm. uh, it is actually a a shame that you now learned to speak German so good. We don't (laughs) hear it right now because we do this in English, but it's uh, really easy right now to, to lead a normal conversation with you in German already, so you make quite a... An improvement over the last three years, especially in the last year and um you shouldn't be losing that so you, you, yeah. sh- you should you should keep your also your german close
1: i think i think i've learned a lot i think mm. i've learned a lot so i'm I'm really happy that I can interact in and speak well in germany, yeah despite that i can't like really talk much but uh the, the few things I've learned is, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy, you know. I'm really happy to, to make a conversation or interact with in German. So I'll keep learning it. And uh, when I come back, then I can I can speak more <laughs> mm. <laughs> when I, I visit. I South think that's,
0: that brings our podcast uh, to a good end. But one question that um, remains to be answered, and I want to know it now. Okay. When you finish your career, what will Enoch Moepu do in his, let's say, second career? Coaching, managing, don't know, become a journalist. What will you do?
1: Uh, I've got actually big plans. Uh, Tell me about <clears throat> it. Like, like I said, I would have loved to, <laughs> I, I, I love politics. Hmm? I love politics because I see how um, politics are done in Africa. You know, I hear a lot of dirty things, nasty things about politics, but of course I wouldn't love to engage myself since I'm in, um, I'm doing my, my career. so. But if I, if I finish my football career, I would love to engage myself in, in politics. Oh,
0: the next president of Zambia, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Enoch Mwepu. Well, it's not a, a bad idea, I guess. Um, George Weir has done it in, in Liberia. Weir. Yes. So you can use obviously your your appeal to the people of Zambia your your name um that was made big in Salzburg, in Salzburg. and also when you when you the president of Zambia we won't forget that we <laughs> That's my place. <laughs> so that's <laughs> we 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 can make a little team there Rebel <laughs> Rebel <ripple, laughs> <ripple> Zambia maybe. <laughs> ripple <yeah>. R- <laughs> Zambia. Zambia. The president's team. Yeah all right then uh, thanks for coming um that was a really enjoyable half an hour you told us a lot of things that we uh didn't know and for all our listeners make sure you follow the podcast uh, make sure you tell a friend about it and thanks for coming and bye-bye
1: bye-bye